Hey love, you're listening to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. Each week, I'm recharging you with tips and engaging conversations, reminding us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of the most important thing, Y-O-U. It takes persistence and spunk to be successful, but instead of living to work, let's work to live. You up for it? My answer is a clangorous, vociferous yes. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Ready to party. And for one moment, you get this amazing gift. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. We as performers, we kind of thrive off of structure, but 95% of the time, we're not given any. Mm. We're just given the stay on your toes because what you think has been structured for the day is about to or could very easily change. Or last minute, it's like that one audition that needs you to be back two hours later and you have the, all these other, it's like you're running around like a crazy person and it's yeah, it's it's finding the structure. And so at the start of this pandemic with that calendar I had, I was scheduling FaceTimes like that was my job. That was a clip from today's guest. Welcome back to the luxury of self-care, my friends. I hope you're having an amazing and wonderful, positive start to your week. Happy Monday. I thought it was so important to discuss burnout because we just talked about uniqueness on Thursday. If you haven't tuned into that episode, it is entitled, What Makes You Unique? And I go through a series of breaking down how we can find what that uniqueness is and how we can discover those words that are great for going out for interviews for regular jobs if you're in theater or just discovering what those are for you in the sense that if you were to introduce yourself and say, hi, my name is blank, you don't follow with, and I do this, you would more follow with something along the lines of, I'm a healer, I'm a caregiver, I'm a connector, I'm a creator, I'm an enthusiast. So whatever those words are, it helps you find those key words by going through a specific structure. So check that out to find your own uniqueness. If Adina has brought you here today and you've never been to this podcast platform, my name is Anastasia Albert. I am the host and creator of the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here each week. I'm bringing you engaging conversations with amazing guests that I'm either lucky to be acquainted with or they're dear, dear friends of mine, or I'm getting them discovered by you. So the beauty of this platform is for you to chime in and share in a review or a DM on Instagram or on the Facebook page, The Luxury of Shelf Care, and share with me the things that bring you joy and what you love about the show and things that you're interested on. I love the topic ideas. Honestly, it's really driven all the places that the show has gone. And Adina said to me, you know, I don't want to talk about theater too much, but what I want to talk about is burnout. And we noticed this consistent burnout coming from 
being in theater because as she said in the clip, there's no real structure. And we go on to talk about how there's more structure that you find once you've booked the job than there is in actually your day-to-day life. And the odd thing about being in quarantine was the fact that for once in our lives, like again, we didn't have any structure and we were constantly trying to figure out how to create that structure. So you kind of have to be on your toes at all times when you're a performer in Manhattan auditioning on a daily and trying to survive to pay rent with your muggle job or your survival job or however you want to coin it. Adina is currently going through an actual pain in her neck and it's something that's kind of developed over time. So we break down too. Now she feels like she's forced to stop and almost feels like she's not allowed to. So we talk about letting go of that guilt again and kind of discussing it's okay to like just sit down and binge watch Bridgeton or whatever TV show you're watching on television right now that's like piquing your interest. And it's okay to like take care of yourself, but we shouldn't always have to push ourselves to the absolute end limit in order to like damage our body, damage ourselves, and then finally say, oh yeah, now... Now I deserve the break. And I've been noticing this all week. Like I am dipped in so many different ponds, right? We've ta- I've talked about this, that I'm sure like a lot of you, we are hustling. If you don't have that job right now, that is this immense salary. And even if I did have a job with an immense salary, which I did at one point, I still did all the side hustle gigs. Anytime I could do something artistic or could make a couple extra dollars, I was always like, hands up, me, like pick me, I'll do it. And it just depends on your mentality. But looking at that, you have to realize that there is time that you need to say, like, I cannot do this. Like, I need to take a step back. I need to scale back. And I've noticed it so much throughout this week. And I even just said this to Douglas, like, at the end of last week, I'm about to go on this dance competition, which Adina and I also get into because we're both judges for dance competitions. We talk about the things that you may need on a huge, massive, stressful weekend away with your company or or with us with the dance competitions and how we get through it. So we talk about like the top few items that we want to bring with us to make sure that we can get through an exhausting weekend. I think you're going to love some of those tips. So make sure you stay tuned for that whole thing. But talking about that and preparing yourself to going into those things, but also recognizing again, as Adina said, burnout shouldn't happen because we're done. So when I said this to Douglas the other day, I just was explaining to him that I can't wait for you to be home. Like I just feel like I need an extra hand and I'm so grateful that I have it from my parents and my neighbors that walk my dog here and there and my brother every once in a while. But truly at the end of the day, it has been a lot to do it on my own. So chatting about how you need to take those extra 10 minutes and really start to focus on you so you don't feel so overwhelmed. It's so important. Like we can't hit to the point that we're totally done and then get injured and then realize it's okay to watch a couple episodes in a row and not feel guilty that you're not allowed to take that much time off because you should be looking for a job or you should be hustling on your feet or you should be working out or you should be answering this email or whatever, like you need to take that break. So 
enjoy this episode today. If you really, really love it, do me a solid and pop on over to Apple Podcast and leave me that five-star rating and a review. It really, truly helps the show so much more than you know. If you haven't done that already, please go and do that. And if you love the show, like, share it with a friend, share it with your family member, and just let them know that the luxury of self-care is a place where they can comment, like, share their experiences, and ask for specific topics. And I'm so open to those. Please reach out to me in a DM if something really touches you and you want to share that with me. Again, I really always respond to those DMs. And follow me on Instagram if that's something that you like to check out. We also have a Facebook page. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so every time a new episode launches, you are first and ready to hear that episode. So enjoy today. This is Adina. Let's welcome her to the luxury of self-care. I'm so excited to have you on the show, Adina. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I absolutely love your name. Like, I'm not even joking. When I read your name, it's like one of those famous performer names, like Adina Air Show. Like, it's just you know, so it's funny. Well, so a lot of people think they're like, oh, what's the, what's like the Air Show? Because they see my Instagram handle is my first initial, my last name. And I'm like, no, it's literally my first initial, my last name. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just sound really, really, really posh. <laughs> no, I totally love that. It's It's just so beautiful. And Um, Adina and I actually met through a company that we both work for, but we both are involved in theater. So will you kind of like catch us up to play of what's brought you to where you are literally in this moment in time, where you are today? What's funny is I've like known, I've seen you around. I like knew your name for years. Yeah. It's like we, I I like always knew who you were, but we never actually connected until this pandemic. Um, yeah, Yeah. So I born and raised in New Jersey, was living in Manhattan, performing. I just gotten back into the city from doing, I was pretty much out of town for almost a year. I was doing Legally Blonde for a long time. I was doing Chorus Line for a long time. I just gotten back to New York right before the pandemic happened. I think I signed a lease on like January 10th and then left on March 10th to go home for like two weeks. It wasn't two weeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then I just finally moved out January 1st when my lease ended to Hoboken. So I'm actually back in New Jersey, which is weird. Oh, yeah. I'm now living in Hoboken right outside the city. And so it's my first time having an apartment that's not in New York. What have you noticed are the biggest shifts between that, like just for you and your daily life? One, I have so much more space here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Like I'm full on taking class in my living room, but that was also a thing when I was looking for apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, I have just so much more space, I have more amenities, which is crazy. And I love the neighborhood. It actually reminds me kind of of the Upper West Side. Yeah. Um, just with a little bit more space in between buildings. Buildings. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> um, space, the space on the street. I can actually find a parking spot every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. But there's a bus like right outside on my block that goes right to Port Authority in like 15 minutes. So it's the commute to Midtown is no different. Actually, it's better than when I was living up in Washington Heights for years. So sure. And for those of you who don't know, one of the biggest things is we always need to be in Midtown. We're not on Broadway. Most of our auditions really aren't on Broadway, but they're uh, they're very close. They're basically in Chelsea area. Most of the studios, except for the Actors Equity Building, which 
is very much right off of Times Square. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> brutal. But Port Authority brings you right into 42nd Street and drops you right off. And then you what, have like a couple blocks to walk south to get to the main audition buildings. Listen, a lot of people tell me that they loved being off the island. I remember moving to Manhattan and I was always a downtown gal. I've talked about this a million times. Downtown, 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 Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen. Uh, center, like I, a Columbus Circle. Like I couldn't really go much further up unless I had like a ton more money and could afford like a beautiful place on 81st. But like truly, I am telling you, it is so interesting for you to say space. I lived so much more of a lavish lifestyle once my boyfriend moved in with me and we moved... I thought we were going to move to to Jersey City. I thought we're going to be hip enough for Brooklyn. I None of that worked. And we moved up to Inwood. Kid you not. Most space I ever had. Most gorgeous apartment I had. Updated appliances. And I was paying less there. Now, granted, I was splitting it with my partner. I was paying less there for a one-bedroom apartment that was almost like 960 square feet, I want to say. It was just wow. shy of 1,000 square feet. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's amazing. I, I've always said, I think, because I grew up right outside Manhattan, um, I grew up very close to the Paper Mill Playhouse. So like yeah. a 40-minute train ride to the city. I grew up, you know, going into the city all the time. It was no big deal for me. But I've never been a city girl. Like there's some people who they are like, my dream is to move to New York. No, my dream is to be on Broadway and to for convenience to do that. <laughs> was to move to New York. And have a house in Cobble Hill in Brooklyn. (laughs) A full brownstone. But I've always said, I'm like, I don't see my, I never saw myself like living in the city for forever. Like there's some people who are like, New York City for the rest of my life. Yeah, like I always, I always said, like I would like to settle down in the suburbs right outside the city. Sure. I mean, I'm still single, but like... (laughs) You know, so this is a nice kind of in between for me. Um, I had kind of been dancing around the idea of Jersey City Hoboken for a little while now. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't convince any of my friends in Manhattan to do that and to live with me. They're like a bus. What is that? I just take the MTA Metro. Right. And I'm like, it's actually closer to get to Midtown in a shorter commute than it is living in Brooklyn or Queens. Right. And you're like, you actually get service the entire commute too. Right. Um, But it's just, a, especially during this time, during this pandemic, when we are spending so much time at home, it's just a nicer um, lifestyle that I didn't realize I needed. but I now I'm like, if I was stuck in my tiny little Upper West Side apartment this whole time, I would have lost my mind. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it was already enough stress, I think, on my relationship with my fiance just because you need them for everything. And normally you have a tribe of people that are there for you. Do you know what I mean? Like you have a full tribe, like this friend really gives you this energy and this one gives you that and this one gives you motivation and this one pushes you and then your partner just, you're able to come back and you compliment each other as partners in life, but they don't need to be your everything and nor should they. Right. So I actually spent, was it eight months, nine months? I've lost count of how long it's been uh, with my family and 
kind of the difference there was everyone's like, oh, that's so nice. It's so nice. Yes, it was really nice to be able to go home. Um, but my mom is very, very high risk. And so while I was home, I was not allowed to leave. Sure. Nobody went to the grocery store. Nobody, you know, went anywhere without quarantining for two weeks. So yes, I, I got out to see my brother who lives in DC. I went to the beach and then I quarantined in the basement for two weeks. Um, and so I had this like little series, like hashtag the girl in the basement. Cause I was always just like down there. Um, and so for me, moving was kind of a freedom. Absolutely. Um, I can't see my family now mm-hmm. for who knows how long because the pandemic is still happening. She is still very high risk. They're still not going anywhere. But I now, the simple things like being able to go to the grocery store yeah, is kind of life-changing in a way. Are, are you a grocery store person to begin with? Like, I know some people really thrive going to the grocery store. I'm one of them, unless I'm at Trader Joe's on a Friday night and you're waiting in line and it's right. you're waiting to get into the store. Like it's a, it's a lot, but I do enjoy like browsing the aisles and like picking things out. Yeah, there's something about, and I never really knew this about myself until I wasn't allowed to go. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like okay, now you can't go to the grocery store, and there's something about like picking out that pepper that you want. <laughs> Right? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. You're like, this one's bruised. This one looks a little, like, this one's a little wrinkly. We'll go with this one. Yeah, it's like relying on, you know, the um, Instacart and, like, the the grocery delivery yeah. people who just, like, and hope that they get the right thing. Sure. Have you Did you have any, like, funny stories where things were not right in your Instacart? Oh, yeah. I think on, like, 17 occasions, they literally forgot half of the things that we ordered or just, like... I don't know. It's like you you have something, a, a picture in your mind of what right. you're going to get and you yeah. think it's really basic and like easy and then you get this like absurd version of it in and a much like, more oh, complex way. Okay. When you were, so, and going back, like not even for food, but here's the thing. So we were just chatting about like before popping on today and I have noticed about myself what's really interesting is I am someone who never knew the difference between show beat and day beat for so many years of my life. Can you do you, and like if you're not in theater all I'm talking about is like show face meaning all your full-fledged makeup, contour, lashes, da 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 to like just average day like regular day look. It's so funny you say that because I I don't think I would have been caught dead on like my social media, like my Instagram story with no makeup on ever before this pandemic. And then because I wasn't going anywhere, because I wasn't seeing people, if I did put makeup on over time, because I hadn't put any on, it was more minimal than I was used to wearing. And I pretty much wore a full beat face for the last year, right? Because you were doing shows. I was doing shows, I was doing shows, I came back, it was full-fledged audition season. Mm-hmm. And one, my skin loved it, like not putting makeup on it, but I didn't know how to then do my makeup again. Right. <laughs> For the it's, first time. Oh, it's so like, funny. How do I apply eyeliner? And so even now, I never used to do anything or do something like this 
without a top eyeliner. Never. Oh, yeah. Today, I'm like, just giving you a mascara. <laughs> oh, you look gorgeous. No, I truly call it like I work with Beauty Counter and they call it Flawless in 5. But mine's more like Flawless in 15. Like I need a couple curls in the hair or whatever and just like a very quick beat. I And I do love wings. I just have small eyes. So I'm always like a little oh, wing I love on the end. Wing. Yeah, I know. we love a little wing. But yeah, I and it's really funny because my partner does not – He's like, I don't even know the difference. I know this sounds so crazy, but like, do you feel you've learned to like love your skin that you're in more because you're not, and don't get me wrong, like I love a full beat. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but have you learned more to be able to recognize yourself without it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was never, I think it's also a confidence thing. I never, since I was a kid, mm -hmm. like it was, I was always like a full beat smoky eye in high school or nothing. Oh Yeah. Like with my glasses and my, you know, sweatshirt. Everybody, oh, yeah. So you're like emo, like, look, I right. got it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm tired. I'm, it's high school. But, right. but I spent 30, 30 minutes on my makeup. Right. It's like when I did my makeup, you had a full on smoky eye going. Sometimes I color coordinated the oh, smoky love eye. It's blue, shades of green. But I, it's like I didn't know how to do minimal makeup. Right. Ever. Yeah. Until now. And then I figured it out and now I'm like, how do I do a full beat again? Um, but it is freeing and it definitely has instilled a little bit more confidence where like now I'll go on my Instagram story with no makeup and my glasses on. Always. Like, Hi, this is me. <laughs> and that's how I met you. Like actually right. met you virtually was like that. And like you said, we had, you know, been in passing a million times, heard each other's names, but never really knew each other, but worked with so many of the same fabulous, wonderful, talented people. Yes. Yeah. And all of our friends. All of our friends. Yeah. Well, you were just doing a couple shows and everything. So you were saying not a couple, but clearly a f you were booked fully. She was booked and blessed, as we like to say, for an entire year. What shows were you doing then? And who were you playing in the shows? Hold up just a sec. We have to talk about this long-lasting, hard-working deodorant that neutralizes odor and absorbs sweat and keeps you feeling fresh all day, every day. And that is from my B Corp Corporation Beauty Counter. Guys, this deodorant packaging is so freaking cute. I absolutely love it. Of course, I had to start with the pink one because it is a geranium and pepper tree berry with like fresh cut roses. It is so cute. It's like bright pink and it is an aluminum free deodorant. We love this antiperspirant, right? Because we don't like to sweat and we're girly and we don't want to like show that we're sweating, right? We just want to be the duck gliding on the lake and not show that we're paddling underneath. Truly though, we are paddling underneath and aluminum is such a bad source for us to be putting in our bodies on a daily basis. We spray that deodorant how many times a day? Natural deodorant is definitely different, but it is just as effective and it fights that body odor. It's going to absorb your sweat. It glides on smoothly and it leaves no white residue. I know we love that for wearing our black tops and we don't want to see all that residue on the side. And then it also comes in a refillable case. Here's the coolest part about this product. Beauty Counter works so hard on making things sustainable for the earth, which is something that I hold very dear. And you can buy your refills for cheaper price and you just slip it right on in to the same packaging. How cool is that? 
So this is just an amazing all-around product. It's made without that aluminum. It glides on smoothly without leaving any white residue. And it has this cute, sweet, lovely, fresh rose scent. If you're interested in this product, I do have a link in my bio to buy it on Beauty Counter's website through myself. And if you have any questions about aluminum-free deodorant, don't hesitate to reach out to me in a DM. All right, let's get back to the episode. So it's funny. So I actually, uh, I had a really good run after not such a good run. I had a full year where I didn't book anything, Mm -hmm. Um, a year to the day, actually. And then I did um, two back-to-back equity principal contracts, which were my first ones. So it was great. Um, Very different for me than being in the ensemble of a show. And I did a co-production of Legally Blonde at Riverside Theater in Vero Beach, Florida, which is honestly one of my favorite places in the entire world. Um, Everyone (laughs) says that. They're like, that company is so good. Little shout out to you. (laughs) Yeah. Riverside, I love you. Um, I did Gypsy there the year before, so it was really nice to go back. Um, And then the whole production moved to Philly, to the Walnut Street. Beautiful. So I did that. Uh, I played Margot. Um, I was Margot too. Were you? So it's funny because I was always a Serena. Like I've done the show now four times, and I was Serena the first two times I did it, and then I was Margot. And then on opening night in Vero Beach, uh, my friend who played Pilar, my friend Lena, and I both opened our emails to offers for a chorus line at Signature Theater in uh, Arlington, Virginia. and so we kind of spent the whole year together, which was lovely. That's um, awesome. And so I was playing Val and covering Cassie. So I have to say, going into the pandemic, if there is like a show to kind of be the capper on what would be my career for a while, sure. Like that was it. If you are not into theater and you're ever just curious like what a day in the life is, you have to, I mean, I wouldn't even tell you to watch the movie because it's just not the same, but like just watch a chorus line or watch every little step because you can understand the process. That's a documentary that was done for the revival. It is just such a powerful show. I can't get through that show without sobbing so much. Like that's a show I actually have to go to the theater with minimal makeup on and like just keep dabbing my eyes but it's because it's our life and that's what it was intended to showcase well and we had no idea like so the show closed on January 6th January 5th of 2020 we had no idea what was coming after we were like cool I'm at like the highlight of my career right now let's go audition season let's do it we're all really into it let's go we had no idea and so then you go back to you know the one of the final numbers in the show is what I did for love, which listen to the song. It's literally what, what can you, what would you do if you couldn't dance tomorrow? Like if today was the last day that you could dance, what do you do? Yeah. And who knew? Yeah. And so now it's, we step into this life where that's the reality. And luckily, I mean, luckily this pandemic happened in a time where we have, so much access to virtual things yes. we have access or, or we to discovered film. it we have access to facetime we have access to staying in touch and being creative and doing things staying connected with each other via screens mm-hmm. um at a you know from far away 
And I'm so lucky that I think we all are, that we have that capability. Um, Cause I couldn't imagine going through this without, without that. Right. But now it's okay. Like, I'm dancing in my living room. I'm. You do it a lot too. I, I have to commend you for it. You're always killing it on your Instagram. Thanks. It's been a few weeks, but um, it's it's definitely it's been one thing that I found that has kept me sane. Sure. It, and I was thinking of that, like when you were back at home. Explain to me in just like a little cap what your daily life was, because you seem like you were dancing almost every day there. But what did you feel like before and after? Like, do you feel like that really fueled you going back to the whole comment, what I did for love? Yeah. So at first, I mean, when I went there, we didn't really know what was happening. I was quarantined for a full two weeks because I was coming from New York City in the basement. Like doors were sealed, everything. Yeah. And um, at that point, nothing had been moved virtually. Sure. No workouts, anything. So couple friends of mine were like, hey, like, let's do a FaceTime workout or I'll go on Instagram live and do a little workout. And I didn't even know about the dance classes until like May, I think, is when I figured like saw people doing them. And my favorite choreographer dance teacher in New York, Mark Kimmelman, I love you, um, started doing these donation-based classes every Thursday and I was like, I have to get in on this. And so that was like my one treat to myself while I was on unemployment. So I was actually not dancing every day, but I was dancing like once a week. Okay, okay. And I started with that. And then some friends of mine started doing like three, two, three days a week, a Zoom group workout, Love like that. a little full body workout. And having those things, I actually made a calendar, like a, a big calendar that I would write in for the day of the week, because it was pretty much a consistent weekly thing. Yeah. Okay, I have this workout at 12.30 on this day, this class at 2 o'clock on Thursday, I have this class potentially, if I can finagle the finances to take it on this day. Um, and it definitely kind of brought me back to, okay, yes, I am – in my late 20s, I am stuck at my parents' house, cannot go anywhere, can't see anybody at all other than like outside, you know, 50 feet away. And um, it definitely gave me something to look forward to. I'm sure. Um, but at some point, I started to kind of overdo it where I was then so excited to have something to do and it was all physical. Mm. But then my body started to, you know, be like, hey, I think we need to take a little break or just exhaustion. Kind of the the actual burnout of what normally happened when we were hustling and grinding and, you know, doing the thing. Right. Well, be because if you're a planner, if you're someone who likes a planner, listen, I'm – I used to like sit down in Staples every year and I would go into the aisle and like open up a book and be like, ooh, I like this one and this one. I, what colors do I like? What stickers are cute? Like, I love a good planner. I love it. And then... I've never been able to like not use one. 
I was so thrilled to get one for the next year. And of course, like this year, because I'm back with Lululemon, I got a pink one, of course, with like a bunch of lemons all over it, smiling, <laughs> like with encouraging little stickers. And um, I love Google Calendar, but I think the beauty of what you were saying is I do like the actual calendar on in physical form because then I can see these little inspirational quotes that are placed in set journal I choose because I like positive affirmations and I can visualize these things that I want to accomplish and I can visualize back on a week and say like look at all the things that I did because if you can say this, like you're talking about burnout, yes, we did like a million things. Like we would go to several auditions and then we would basically like work because we had to survive and you're just beat. But that was normal for us then. It was so normal. What was your, what was your average pre all that work that you booked, which is fantastic. But like, what was the the year before when you hadn't booked anything? I mean, it was like a full year of audition during the day probably especially during like prime audition season you know three four auditions in a day crazy go cater at night or go babysit at night or teach a dance class or whatever I was doing Mm -hmm. um brand ambassador for coffee like literally everything all of the things Mm -hmm. dance bar mitzvahs on the weekends judge dance competitions on the weekends my weekends were shot eat sleep repeat right and it was like every day and that was just it's like I never questioned it and I knew I was tired and I'd wake up the next morning and be like oh but then I'd be like no I really want to go to this audition let's do it and then it would be a cycle where then I would notice after like two weeks of literally not having a break I'd wake up in the morning and be like can I physically get through today sure like I think I need to chill and would you allow yourself to chill usually not no, like usually, no. usually not. I'm very stubborn. I have not ever given myself the chance to just breathe and be until, you know, really like the last year and reevaluating, you know, little things in your life, whether it's relationships or activities or tiny little things that all pile together. Yes. Eventually, they're all piling up on you Mm -hmm. and it's then compartmentalizing them and saying, okay, what is adding, what is adding stress, but adding to my life? What is adding stress, but taking away from me? Mm -hmm. And what is just unnecessarily there? Exactly. Oh my God. I love that. I was like, uh huh. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I feel like, especially right before the pandemic, I had finally like re found myself after kind of a lot of toxic negativity in my life. And, you know, I had this great moment and I, I was finally like feeling me again and found all these ways to compartmentalize things right. in the best way before this happened. And so then bringing it back into the pandemic and then finding out, you know, all these things are happening with our business that we have no control over, like tours turning non-equity and certain jobs disappearing and, you know, X, Y, Z, the list goes on. And having a moment of, oh no, like my life is over. And then saying, okay, Dina, this is going to be a thing for a while. Sure. Things are going to keep happening. 
how can we keep adding to this weird life that we're in instead of just letting every little thing take away. So it was a, it's funny that you have this podcast that's all about self-love and self-care. And I, you know, we always loved like a self-care Sunday, sure. a little a bath and a face mask, but I never really like dove in deep mm-hmm. until this pandemic. What have you discovered? I am making sure that I do sometimes I'll do like a self-care Wednesday depending on what my schedule is but like I actually for the first time in this new apartment have a bathtub that I feel comfortable to take a bath in I've never I don't know why I always was like grossed out by my bathtubs oh yeah I could scrub it down with all the scrub and I would be like a (laughs) dirty tub in Manhattan that they'd keep repainting over instead of actually like replacing the tub (laughs) right um so like take a bath do a face mask light some candles play some music and like taking those dance classes are things that give me joy. Like I'm teaching on Zoom, but then when I get to take mm-hmm. a class that I love, even if it's one a week, it, it just brings me life. And if I go in just feeling really crappy right before, I always leave feeling like a new person, like ready to take on the world. Unfortunately, the last few weeks I've been dealing with an injury and now I've been sitting sedentary for a full two weeks, a little bit more than two weeks. Right. I thought I was ready to get back and I'm like, no, I can't jump into it prematurely because then I'll keep getting hurt and I'll regret it. Um, But, you know, noticing that, okay, now I can't do that. What can I do? And it sounds so silly because I realize it's, before this happened, I was almost experiencing burnout from not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I was taking one or two dance classes in a week, but I'm not, you know, working all day, every day. I'm, I'm doing things here and there. And um, I didn't have this like crazy, crazy schedule. Right. I think I was always searching for things to make it busy because I am somebody who's used to the grind and the hustle and always like not having free time. Mm-hmm. And eventually I'm like, I'm sitting in my apartment and I'm exhausted from like not doing much. Yeah. And so in the last few weeks, I wasn't able, I'm not able to dance yet. And I'm not able to work out and I'm not able to do the little things, which now I'm like, oh, I missed that. And I can't wait to do that. But it's almost like forcing me to just chill and like, watch that TV series that everyone's been talking about that I was like, oh no, I'm going to, yeah, I'm not going to watch it yet because I have other things to do. I'm going to work in in this and that. Well, I, so my injury is in my neck. I literally could not move my neck. So I, it hurt to look down at my phone and it hurt to look down at a computer. And all I could do was like sit up straight on a couch. And be a couch potato for like once, but we don't know how to do that. Like we don't know how to do that. And so many times I'm like, yeah, I kind of had a lazy day. Like I just did a bunch of editing for my podcast and I worked on like some social media stuff and I, I watched like four episodes of the show and, and people are like, that, I'm sorry, that was a lazy day? Like to normal, I don't want to say normal, I hate that word, Um, to people who have more of a schedule that to them is like, well, that's what you do on Saturday. I would just throw brunch in there too. Pre-kids, pre-kids, like pre-family, 
that is a typical you work like TGIF is because you have the weekend now right. to like enjoy yourself. Uh, we never knew what that was. I, you know, we're working every day. We're going to auditions. We're being told no, but like they also fuel us. You're recharging. What it sounds like is you're constantly, you're recharging yourself after a dance class. You're recharging yourself after this bubble bath. But like you can also recharge yourself if you're not someone that typically like spends all day watching TV. Like it is okay. Don't feel guilty to just like chill. You have an injury too. You have an excuse. And that's the thing is, that's like something I'm learning is it's okay to not do anything. Mm -hmm. It's okay to feel like, why am I this tired when I haven't been doing much? And then you realize you actually have. Yeah. You filled that time. So it's okay to take a chill day or a chill week and literally kind of just like shut off and not do anything. And I feel like that resonates with so much in life it's okay to not you know want to take class on zoom because it's not the same it's okay to you're trying to lose weight or ever you eat a cheeseburger like it's okay because it's the same thing as okay people who who diet i've tried that it doesn't work i found you know things that work for me and I was having a talk with my friend who's like a holistic nutritionist. Sure. And she said, she's like, if your body is craving something, if you're craving, you know, chocolate chip cookies or you're craving a burger, or you're craving French fries, whatever it is, and you don't give it to you, then your body craves it even more and you're depriving it, right? Sure. So, so you're, you're not better be satisfied off. with whatever else you're having. Right. So you're better off like eating it that one day and then you've satisfied that craving for a while to give yourself that satisfaction, right? And so it's kind of the same thing with, with not doing anything when you are nor- used to being so busy and, and always go, go, go. So we're talking about all of these wonderful products that we love from our company, Modern Nature. And I'm telling you, like my three go-tos from our brand in our wellness line, which has several products, but my three go-to products that I cannot live without is the Balance, the Energy, and the Total Greens. So the Balance is a unique combination of pre and probiotic with a technology advanced capsule in a capsule. So it delivers right down to your gut to support that immune system and the beautiful skin health. I love this. I take this every morning, but I especially take it when I'm on the road. The second one is the energy. So this is a delicious all natural drink mix that I just put in my blender ball and I give it a little shake up and it provides me this long lasting energy to help me power through the entire day. It's a solution that offers a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks or coffees or soft drinks, all these things that normally dehydrate you. This formula helps keep you energized in a stable level throughout your busy day instead of getting you to that buzzing level level that feels almost uncontrollable. And lastly, it's my total greens. This keeps my digestive system in check when I am out on the road. And it's this ultimate daily superfood boost. 
with a full spectrum of antioxidant rich fruits and vegetables in a powder. So again, throw that in my energy shake or I can just go ahead and throw it back in my blender ball after I'm finished with my energy shake. And it has so much dietary fiber to help support my energy and immune health and gorgeous glowing skin. So all these three things are products that are available. If any of these you are interested in, don't hesitate to reach out in a DM and I can direct you on the way to go to get these products that are just going to keep you energized and going through a super busy week or a super busy weekend, wherever life leads you, these will get you through. I mean, I feel like performers, we're trained to be the energizer bunny 24 seven. Yes. And and just so happens to be pink. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. And we are trained to not get burnt out, Mm. which causes burnout. And I don't think like we've ever really had the time to notice it. Yes. I think unless we're physically injured and have to take a day or a week or a month or whatever it is because we are stubborn and we are you know I'm a perfectionist and I I want to keep doing things so that I can get better and, and stay on my own even playing field but it's okay to take that break it's okay to just take the day and shut off and not take a weekend we've never had weekends yeah Unless you're on vacation. Do you know what actually is a break? Like, I'll be totally honest and it's not even a break. A break is when you book a show. Yeah. But I'm not saying like when you find out you booked it because sometimes you still go to some auditions because you're like, hey, I don't want to miss this random Broadway call because this could still change my life. And maybe even though this contract I already have, I should still go check out this opportunity. But what I'm saying is like when you get there, because for the first time in our lives – in our normalcy, we have structure. You're there after you either get like a full breakdown of what your rehearsal process is. That's a little intense, I'll be honest. Going into like all the preparation and the week of like sits probe and tech week and all that stuff and previews or whatnot, that, that's not there. What I'm saying is, is once you're in the show, once you've booked the show, once you, you're a week into performance, you've got a whole schedule. I wake up in the morning. If you're in like a nice place, you like wake up in the morning and you go to the gym, you come back, eat food and usually go like lay out, maybe get a little bit of a tan unless you're not allowed to, depending on the show, like whatever it is, soak up some, yeah, yeah. Or so it's the cold, like, but go soak up some vitamin D or go do something for yourself or like some mental health thing or a vitamin D supplier of sorts, whether that even is going to sit out with a friend that you know from the show and you want to get to know them over lunch. And then after that, you go and you do your show and that is structure and we don't have that because if you don't get to the next round for this audition and you get cut, you're going to go over to this audition. And if you ride this one all day, you might have to call work and tell them like, I don't think I'm going to make it. It's always high, high fucking stakes and there's no structure. No, there's no structure. It's, it's funny because you put it perfectly where we as performers, we kind of thrive off of structure, but 90 5% of the time, we're not given any. 
Mm. We're just given the stay on your toes because what you think has been structured for the day is about to or could very easily change. Um, or last minute, it's like that one audition that needs you to be back two hours later and you have the, all these other, it's like you're running around like a crazy person. And it's, yeah, it's, it's finding the structure. And so at the start of this pandemic with that calendar I had, I was scheduling FaceTimes like that was my job. Like mm-hmm. I was like, hi, we're doing a wine and cheese virtual happy hour tonight. Who's in? Great. Okay. I have these friends on Monday, this friend on Thursday. There are so many relationships that I, were not even relationships before that now I have. Like there are people who were audition acquaintances who would be like, hey, hey, like, how are you? Great. We never hung out. Mm-hmm. We never talked outside of a holding room. We never hung out. We would never go and grab a post audition, just got cut margarita. <laughs> like yes. scheduling those FaceTime happy hours and connecting. And that's become like a structure. And so now because of that, I've reconnected with some people who I haven't talked to in over a decade, who I grew up with people who I always wanted to hang out with and our lives just never, it was like, Hey, I always want to hang out with you. Yeah. I wanted to hang out with you too. We never, that never happened for it. Yeah. So now we're friends and we do FaceTime happy hours. Like I can list five people off the top of my head who that, you know, has happened because this pandemic. So there's finding good in it. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's finding a little bit of structure in a time where at least for performers, most of us lost our jobs. Most of us don't have the things that were kind of our consistent line of work. Yeah. Work or, or consistent schedules or whatever. And finding new ways to plug those into somewhat of a structure. And even if that is like watching The Bachelor every Monday night, something silly like that. Mm-hmm. And and making that a thing and making it almost like a priority because we have to take the little things that were the extras, that were the relaxation moments before and prioritize them now. Because once things do come back, once we do get, you know, thrown back into the hustle of things and whatever that's going to look like in the next however long, I don't know the timeline, yeah. but yeah. when that happens, it's going to be another transition period of, okay, this is how things used to be. This is how things just were for the last year plus. This new future normal in our industry is going to be so different. How do we adjust to that? And what are things that we can do to keep ourselves feeling normal in a sense of we have just lived in this new way for so long now yeah and found these new things to keep us sane like you know I was interviewing for some jobs and I said I said I have like two hours during the week that are really important to me is the job relatively flexible so that I can take this class or teach this class or whatever um did it work out no right but it's like it is so funny I think that 
I had decided to move past theater and I was like, okay, you know, maybe it's time for me to not just not per- pursue it like in Manhattan and not pursue it Broadway anymore, anything like that, because my priority shifted. I realized that once I moved in with my partner and I used to look at it as giving up. I used to say this all the time. I'm 32, so like I'll be 33 in July and like my my life just shifted. It's it shifted. I realized I had other wants and needs and I had to look back on the accomplishments I did and was like, no, like I can still say I did. I nailed it. Like I'm just going to own that because I'm such an ego. I get my ego like brings me down all the time. So like I nailed it. We'll just say that and just own that. And then realizing like coming back and then I got a full-time job and like liquor sales was making great money in Manhattan. My fiance was in real estate, making really good money doing that. And like pandemic happened and it brought us back to zero. And I feel like I've consistently found this like, well, you know, I have like this job here and this job here and this job here. And I'm doing this whole hustle thing again. And it's super fulfilling. I don't ever feel like I'm working, which is the best feeling. But I think to a traditional mindset, I have not figured it out yet. Sometimes I feel like that because they're like, okay, well, right now you can take all that you can get because you're not, you're not doing anything um, or enough that's like really bringing in finance. And so is like you're saying, we have to look at things in a different way. And no matter who you are and what line you're working, you don't know if tomorrow's your last day of work because people are making cutbacks. But we do need to be more creative with our mindset of like, what this entrepreneurial thing is. There are a lot of entrepreneurs that are super successful that make so much money off of being a solopreneur and an entrepreneur. Right. So whatever it is that you're doing, like keep going for that. I I had to like break down and start to figure out like other things I'm good at. Well, I have this podcast. Like why am I not auditioning or how do you say, um, why am I not applying for, for like a local news station? Like, I didn't go to school for journalism, but like, trust me, I know what the hell it is. Like, I know how to talk into a mic and a camera and study a script and like. It's finding other skill sets. I mean, I have so many friends who like, they're working for like insurance companies and stuff like that. And they're like, this is nothing I ever thought I'd be doing, but I'm actually pretty good at it. And people always ask, oh, what do you do? I'm a dancer. I'm a singer. I'm an actor. That's what I do. That's who I am. That's what I do. But I can do other things as well. Absolutely. And I think I forgot about all of that. And so when I'm like interviewing for these other jobs, which I have to say, shout out to the people who are not performers and have what we call like a normal person life um, or normal people jobs. They actually let you know when you don't get the job, which I think is really great. (laughs) I'm so sorry we're going to move forward with other candidates or however they like to phrase it. Yeah, oh, no. Wow, thank you so much. Like I'm, I'm, I felt so, it was so nice to get that rejection email because I actually got the rejection email where normally it's just like, oh, I didn't hear Did it. anyone post yet no, that they booked that anything? show? Okay. No, maybe I didn't. <laughs> no, I guess I didn't. Okay, cool. Oh, wait, they started rehearsals yesterday. I guess I didn't get it. Cool. <laughs> it's finding those things, but also it's going back to like, I'm sure everybody has, and if they haven't already, they probably will by the time this craziness starts to go into its next phase of hope and moving forward. Something that they didn't do before, that they didn't have before 
that made this a better experience for them, whether that is a, you know, bi-weekly or whatever FaceTime call with an old friend mm-hmm. or doing a self-care day a week with a mask and a candle and a bath and whatever that means. Yeah. Having that one thing that like doesn't involve work and doesn't involve chaos and stress and disappointment. Mm-hmm. It's a hormonal imbalance too for us. Like our cortisone levels are through the roof. And if the cortisone levels are through the roof all the time, like that is probably the number one reason why you can't lose those five pounds for anybody that's trying to do that or like, or the, you know, why you're not sleeping well or like all these different reasons. It's because your hormones are imbalanced because you're stressed out. And it's funny because I've been talking to my friends and, you know, all my friends are married and talking about kids and I have like one friend who is yet to be married and I'm like the only single one of all my friends and you know they are all worried about me I guess but I'm in this sense kind of like okay there's a lot of stress in the world there's a lot of things and uncertainty about my life career whatever so now I'm even more honed in on relationships, friendships, whatever that may be, that is going to add value to the life that I already live. Mm -hmm. And can I add value to theirs, but are they adding value to mine? Because I feel like as performers too, we love performing, right? And a lot of us, we love it because it's our childhood hobby. It became our career, but it also brings joy to other people. Absolutely. It gives them an outlet. It, it's a service to them. And I feel like in life, that's how I am typically. And in friendships, relationships, especially during this time, I feel like it's like you got to check the relationships, the people, the friendships, whatever that are surrounding you and say, is this adding stress or is this adding value? And whether that is a job or a person or an activity or like a extracurricular moment, whatever. And like I go back to compartmentalizing and finding those slots because that I feel like is a really big part of overall self-care. Yeah. Is recognizing what things are making me happy, what things are giving me joy and because right now especially for performers I feel like finding the joy is a little tough Mm -hmm. and so what things are going to help us find the joy and what things are just stressing us out even more amen that's truly it that's like that's the the end cap like the cherry on the cake and that's what we're constantly searching for. And guess what? It's going to be a consistent in life. You're just learning how to do it now. And that's going to only assist you as you apply it through things throughout your life as new things come into play, as old things tend to like leave. There are definitely people in my life that I thought were going to be around till the end. And they weren't. And I felt guilty about it. Or I kept like crawling back and like knocking on the door and I was like ew like if someone if one of my girlfriends told me they kept knocking on that person's door I'd be like fuck them I'm sorry they they're they're not nice you don't need them 
Like you shouldn't have to work that hard. They should love you because you're awesome. When did you turn 27? Uh, A year and a half ago. Okay, (laughs) perfect. So Saturn is a thing. It's totally a thing. And I'm just telling you, I think you're – you have just flipped over a new leaf and you've matured into a new way because once I turned 27, my life, my priorities, this whole compartmentalizing thing that you're talking about changed. And it seems like it happened for you right in the middle of, I guess, when you were playing Val. Or right- It was actually, funnily enough, right before I turned 27. Okay. So like my half birthday is next week. Um, I'll be 28 and a half. But it was – this big life switch, shout out to one of my best friends for the last 15 years of my life who kind of figuratively slapped me and was like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Hi, come back to earth. And that was kind of while I was doing Legally Blonde and it was like end of Legally Blonde, beginning of Val, which I started that contract right after I turned 27. And then that contract solidified, okay, this is me finding like back to yeah. Earth Adina, back to Adina, calling Adina or shout back to the stage. Sure. So and and it's it's funny because my friend who I did both legally blonde and course I'm with noticed it. Oh yeah. And she said it to me and she goes, you know, I'm really glad we got this experience together because like you're a kind of a different person. Yeah. In like the best way. And yeah, so it's exactly that. It's that switch of it was right before I turned 27. Yeah. Um, that this switch kind of happened, but it came into place just after I turned 27. And then the whole year of 27, think of it too. So, like, it was Val, it was the beginning of pandemic, it was rediscovering that. It's this new self care is a priority. Like, it, it's all these things. And I'm not saying like you have like the only people that can have self-care are like ritzy people that get to go to these spas and live like the Kardashians. It's not that. I mean, if you can have that, please be my friend. No, no, I'm just kidding. I want to come with you. But but I'm just saying that it is so simple. And I was just interviewed for my girlfriend's podcast and I had her on my show and her show's called Failing Awesomely and her name's Lindsay Garcia. And she was like, what would you tell someone if they've never done self-care? And I was like, the biggest thing is, is people don't think they can fit it into their day. And I tell them, you just need 10 minutes. Yeah. And my biggest tips are like, set the mood for the room. Even when I do an episode, like you can see the candles are lit. The lights are dim enough. Like there's little twinkle lights, whatever. Yeah. Like you gotta set the mood. And then I lie down on my back and I elevate my legs in the air and I put one hand on my heart and one on my belly. And it's just like a form of meditation, but I like, I escape, I escape for 10 minutes and I do it in the beginning of the day, the middle of the day or the end of the day, maybe three times a day. But like you have 10 minutes to do that. Even if it's your 10 minute break at blue lemon, like for myself, there's been times where literally I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go on my 10 and I put on my headphones and I close my eyes and I do it. So then that way I'm not disturbed if people are like coming in and out. But like you have time to do it. It's just who cares if someone sees you doing it? Like just and do even it. if it's just a breath. Like people have that app on their phone. Like it's, I think it's called Breathe or something. Breathe, where mindfulness. Once every hour or every whatever it beeps and that's your reminder to breathe. And it's just one breath. And it, it kind of like knows when you do it. I don't know. It's yeah. pretty. But – it's just taking a moment to stop and breathe or 
I'm like a big essential oil person and, you know, grabbing my, if I'm starting to feel anxious, okay, go and grab these three things that I know are going to like, at least I think are going to. They do though. They're sent, sent all, it all connects because it, because if your scent is connecting to your brain and causing you to take a deeper breath, it's all a good thing. Yeah. It's something that just takes you to a happy place for yeah. a minute to 20 a or, day. Exactly. Or like, yeah, do that luxurious full self-care Sunday with your bath and everything. But like I never I never thought I had the time. I, I mean, I'm exactly what you said most people do. Is I was like, I don't have the time. I don't have whatever. I got gifted bath bombs from doing a show. And I, I was like, oh okay, like now I can use these and find out what this whole bath bomb thing is, thing is about. <laughs> and that's it too. We like, you know, we were in an audition room. I used to love being in there and socializing. It was draining as hell because it turned out it was all like this egotistical. And I don't think people meant it that way, but it always became this egotistical thing of like, oh, well, I just got back from doing blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't even gotten the audition room. I'm so stressed. And I am a very, very very active extrovert and I'm a very social person but I was more likely than not the girl that sat in the hallways with my headphones on at auditions and that was because like I just couldn't take it and then someone that would know me would maybe come up and be like oh my god and then I would take them off and we would catch up but that kind of energy really drained me really quickly and I didn't realize it until probably like 26 27 in the audition room, I was like, oh, wow, like I'm putting so much negativity in my day before I've even walked into a room where people are literally judging me to see if I get to the next round. Yeah. And it's like, so it's like we already, because I'm the exact same way, where I would text my one friend who usually would go to auditions with and be like, I'm already miserable and you're not here. (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) And, you know, we already have that added stress. So then it's like, the little, the other things that we kind of have control over in our life, because we don't have control over, you know, the holding rooms at an audition, right? Right. What audition we go to, and who shows up that day, and who does whatever. We can control ourselves going there, but that's it. So the th- the things that we have control over in our life, then it's looking at those and trying to de-stressify and. I make up words like I love, I love word. and mm-hmm. you know nick out the extra anxiety the extra pressures the extra negativity and the net extra toxicity yeah added to a life that already out of our control is high stress high volume you know anxiety driving sure and no matter what field you're in and what a beautiful metaphor for any high stress job or a a pandemic (laughs) you know something out of your control and and even to go into that the two of us who are dance competition judges which I do have like such a massive passion for being a voice that somehow speaks to our youth in this business I think that's what I really thrive off of is like if I could go back and tell like little Liddy Busy, like Anastasia, like, hey, you know, because I have those people that told me that stuff and I really looked up to them. It wasn't their credits or whatever it was. It was just how they they said something to me and it it hit. 
And I love doing that. But it is a very stressful job. I'm going to be honest. So they are like, what would you say your favorite things to do for yourself are being at a dance competition or what are things that you know that you need? Because you know it's like such a stressful and long, exhausting weekend. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that because I things are changing also schedule-wise with those where days are actually going to be much longer mm-hmm. because of the pandemic and they can't have all the dance studios there at one time. And so it's, it's just, the days are even longer now. And I made my packing list for my competition this weekend. And the first thing was my, what I call my comp bag, which is like my purse. It's like bigger than a purse to bring and have at the judge's table with me. The first things that go into that comp bag, throat lozenges, yes. from speaking, a chapstick, my citrus essential oil love to wake me up, my peppermint essential oil roller mm-hmm. for the headaches that are going to happen, <laughs> um, just from exhaustion and the long right. days and everything. Um, and yeah, I actually just ordered this like liquid IV packets to go into water for electrolytes because Ooh, of dehydration. Yeah. So I'm going to put that. those in my thing. Um, those are my little energy packets. I got, I have like a whole setup. Oh, I got um, our Monet packets too. Don't worry. Uh, our little energy packets. Oh yeah. Those little things to travel with. But it's, it's funny. The first two things that go into that bag are my essential oils. Mm-hmm because they're calming for me. Oh, and I stuck my lavender in there too. Yes. Because it is a long day. It's a long day of talking and watching and critiquing and thinking. It's like you you have to be at a 10 mentally the entire day. Oh, and a majority of the time you're speaking in French because that's the right. language of ballet. <laughs> yeah. And so... Those are little things that calm me down when I'm just in my apartment. Mm-hmm. And so I bring them with me to a good competition. And they're the first things they sit on my table right next to, you know, my packet and my computer and my microphone and then my essential oils. Right yeah. There. No, I love those tips. Those are so great tips. And I also notice it's a big thing. Like I know this is going to sound TMI for some people and I am going to share it with you and I need to ask you this and you can totally, but I am one of those people. I don't know what happens. I always will come back after a dance competition weekend and I like will caress my poop belly (laughs) that has not come through and I don't know what it is I think it's like the massive amount of stress and I (laughs) it's dehydration it's sitting on your bum all day long and that so when I do get a break sometimes when it's nicer out when I do get a break at most shows I will sit outside in the sun that's like another thing like go out and get that vitamin d get a recharge from that and pace you don't have to sit either like pace walk unless you're eating I like to eat sitting still and like focusing on the food and not overstuffing myself like that's just something that I've always enjoyed I can take so long to eat sometimes it's like one of my one of my fiance's biggest pet peeves he's like are you gonna are you finished (laughs) but like 
I think that that's one of the big things. And I've always noticed that. So one of my tricks, I love all the things that you said, but one of my tricks that I always like to bring is lemons because whether you're bringing a carry-on or not, usually you can bring them. So I'll bring lemons to the hotel with me. And that in the morning so then, smart. I can have lemon water before my day gets super stressful and I can like make sure that my digestive system is on track. <laughs> You're blowing my mind right now because that is so brilliant. <laughs> I'm like so, literally going to go buy lemons. A couple lemons bring on the plane this week. <laughs> and then text me when I – because I'll launch this episode on Monday and you tell me how you feel. Yeah. I'll be flying back on Monday too, so it'll be <laughs> – It'll be great. <laughs> I'll be on the plane. And I'll tell you all about it. No, I'm I'm so excited. I think you're gonna have an amazing time doing that. I'm so glad that you found this. I don't want to say wellness journey because you've always had that as a part of your life, but this new discovery of it. And I think a lot of people, no matter their job, their position, how heavily they were into wellness, they've learned how to prioritize mental health. We've learned how to prioritize like physical movement, and we've learned how to prioritize self care. So thank you so much for your tips and uh, tell everyone where they can find you and, you know, where you're judging and stuff this weekend or who you're judging for. So this weekend, so I judge for two competitions. I'm with Beyond the Stars this weekend. Next weekend, I'm with Dancers, Inc. Okay. I'm kind of back and forth with those two this season. Um, so I'll be around and you can find me on Instagram, A Urshel. Yes. Shower with the ER in the beginning. Um Oh, I never even thought of that. Yeah. (laughs) It's when people are always like, oh, your name's Adina, but it's not spelled with an I. I'm like, no, because it's not I, Dina. It's Uh, kind of spelled the way it sounds. (laughs) But um, people like to add A's in my last name when they say it. And it. What do they say? Airshow? Yeah. Oh, weird. Or like Airshaw. I'm like, oh, that's a new one. No, it's shower, but. Backwards. In the beginning. That's so cool. I love that. I didn't even think about it. Listen, I love a good icebreaker name. It's a great, it's a great tool for any interview or audition. Well, I mean, you're people, I'm sure, are always like, oh, like the movie and me. They're like, oh, like Menzel. And that's sure. Yes. She's Adina and I'm Adina. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's so funny. Well, thank you so much for popping on here today. And this was thank such a lovely chat. Me. It was so fun. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast and have a brief moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review, it truly helps me grow the show organically. I love hearing from you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the Universal film Anastasia. Or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. If you would like to support this show, do not hesitate to reach out. Your small donation really helps me keep up the sustainability of each episode and all the marketing that goes into this show. Lastly, I just wanted to thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.